This is money line. This is money line. This is money line. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Yeah, we made it. You just talking. If they hate it, you know they're watching. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Nice camera action. Hello, world. Welcome into Moneyline on a beautiful Sunday morning. I say beautiful, but hot. I'm sweating right now. In studio with the statistician, my partner in grind, at Josh Jordan 975 is where you can find him on Twitter. Josh Jordan. What's going on, Jerry? Did anything interesting happen this week? <laughs> this game that they bounce the ball and yeah. it goes through hoops. I've heard of it. And people get traded to new teams. Well, something happened in this city. But before we get to that, the man that moves the city with the jams, the man that moves the ladies with his muscles behind the glass, rocking it from 10 to noon every single Sunday, Andrew! Good morning, guys. Good day to be a Rockets fan. Well, for some people, but I'm enjoying it. All right. I was, you know, I thought about you when this went down because I don't know if I know a bigger Rockets fan than Andrew. So I take it you do like the move. So that's great. We'll get into it. Okay. We'll get into it. At Moneyline975 is where you can hit us on Twitter. Call us, Texas, 713-780-3776. We have a lot of Rockets talk. Again, yeah. the lines are open. If you want to voice your pleasure, displeasure, your thoughts going forward, what a what a winning season would be, what a what a successful season would be. Let me let me say it that way. Hey, call us, 713-780-3776. The lines are open. Also, the entire show, the Fantasy Football Leagues are open. We have about Ooh, nine yeah. entries already, so one of the leagues is almost full. So if you want to get in, 713-780-3776, give us a call. We'd be glad to hear why you're going to win this year's league because it's going to be ultra competitive. Again, if you haven't listened the last few weeks, we're going to have at least three leagues, I'd say. We're going to draft somewhere in August. Uh, we're going to spread them out, though, because there'll be over a two, three-week gap. And if you want in the leagues, again, call us, 713-780-3776. No doubt about it. You can also watch the show on Twitch, ESPN975.com. Hey, if you can't call us, you can tweet us at Moneyline975. And speaking of the fantasy leagues, I talked to my man Tate over at Stats. So we're going to do one of the drafts over there. It's a vintage park area, kind of northwest side of Houston. So like we talked about, we're going to do a few different drafts, and we're going to kind of put them all over town so that, you know, it's close so people can can get over there. They don't have to drive too far. So for our kind of north, northwest side, we're going to do it at Stats. We have not set a date yet, so we're going to wait. And, man, we'll see how many leagues we put together. Like you said, we've almost filled up one already. We'll see how many we end up with. What did we have, three last year, Jerry? Is that right? Three, and yeah. we had almost – we could have had a fourth, but yeah. we just had a few short. But, again, if you want to get in, make sure you lock up your spot because that's the it's going to fill up quick. I could tell you that much. Last year we had Kleins, the, uh he was uh, kind enough to sponsor the rings. They were fantastic. Yeah. And also, for people that aren't in Houston, if we have enough, we will throw an online league as well for all our listeners because I know we have a 
lot of people listening on the app right now with the following we have, with the Bookie Busters. I know you're saying, man, I want in that league. Jerry, figure something out. Josh, well, here you go. If you're out of town, also let us know. Make sure you know whenever you sign up for the league that, you, uh, that hey, I'm uh, I'm not from Houston or I can't make it there for sure because we do have people from Beaumont that, that do come down, and I heard yeah. from him. And So if anywhere, Houston, surrounding areas, if you can make it. If not, don't worry because we will have an online one if we can get it filled. Yeah, and online's kind of nice when you're the commissioner, right? Because it kind of puts all the players on the teams automatic for you. You don't have to go in there. And, you know, when you do it with the stickers, you know, somebody has to go in and put all those players on certain teams. So it's kind of nice when it's online, makes it a little easier on us. And I, we did it at St. Arnold's last year, and we might do that again. So we got to reach out to them and see if that's a possibility for, for one of the drafts. You know, there's something about drafting with the whole board and everything. It's like, yeah. it, it, right, it gives you a different feel. It's when, old school, right? Yeah, once you get to like the 11th round and, and everyone's drunk and you <laughs> now there's cheese all over the wide receivers and and then for one of one of the wide receiver sheets get lost right and you're saying man i know for a fact that this guy's here and you're looking on the board you're saying i know for a fact and little do you know someone's hiding them you know what i mean it yeah. gets it gets sketchy you got to keep the board i mean it's it's something else but again i like the whole feel of drafting picking your sticker going up there and, and putting it on the it's board it's fun walking up there and i think i told you this story before remember there used to be a, an adrian peterson that <laughs> played on the Bears and he was like a backup running back and then of course you had you know the Adrian Peterson on the Vikings and in one year I had the guy grab the wrong Adrian Peterson the backup running back for the Bears and take him with like his first pick and uh man there was an uproar a lot of people are like no man you got to take that guy with your first pick you put the sticker up there so that's always kind of funny too because somebody always screws up well I saw one guy and on the computer you can see it when you check people how they're drafting but on the board you see it clearly and I saw one guy and First round, he went up there. This is during the Marion Barber days, right? Oh, yeah. uh, so, so he goes up there, Marion Barber, and we're like, wow, what is he doing? Then, <laughs> then he goes up there, and it's Romo. And you're like, wow. Uh, okay. Then he goes up there, and it's Witten. You're like, it's that guy. So you have nothing but Cowboys. And he looks at you with, with the reasoning, man, the Cowboys are going to do good this year. And you're thinking, but this is fantasy football. I, I, get those guys in all of my leagues, please. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, let's get to it. I mean, I don't even know. I feel awkward saying this because I, I, we spoke about it last week, right? Yeah. And we even had a caller say, hey, man, yeah, that would be a good move. And I said, hey, why would it? And, you know, he brought his, his, his turns to the table. It makes sense. Yeah. But now Russell Westbrook is on the Houston Rockets. It's crazy, man. And when he called in, I, I just didn't think it was going to happen. I didn't think it was a, a bad move. I just didn't think it was going to happen. So it actually happened. So and the other thing too is I was wondering, you know, I didn't think they'd want Chris Paul. That 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 was what was kind of throwing me off. So I was like, man, you're gonna have to give up Gordon and Capella and maybe PJ Tucker, you know. So I, I wasn't for it, but God, they got out of Chris Paul's contract and they got Russell Westbrook into town. I'm excited, man. And look, I know Russell's not a perfect player. I get all that, but for me, it's about seeing something different. I, I feel like they they maxed out what they were gonna do with this roster. I'll tell you this, you know, I'm a much bigger NFL fan than I am an NBA fan, right? I'm going to be excited when the Rockets start up this year. We're usually like, I'm kind of checked out until Christmas as far as like watching every game closely. You know, I'm a casual NBA fan. I'm more of an, especially during football season, because we're doing fantasy football. We're doing gambling. Like I am just up to my ears in football during the season because we're writing articles. We're doing the show. I play in like 10 fantasy leagues. So 
I don't have much free time, you know, during the fall. I, I'm all football, but this year I'm going to be excited when the Rockets get started. That's what that move does. Yeah. Now I'm sure if people are right on Twitter and they're probably like, Jerry, you've been talking a lot down, and it's like, okay, this is what I'm saying, and I'm not talking down on the move. If I'm in the Rockets' position, I pull that trigger a hundred percent of the time. You have to. I'm just talking more on the let's pump the brakes a little bit because they're going to, it's going to have to be a learning phase, just like with any of these teams. You sure. think that Kawhi and, and George aren't going to have to learn? Yes, but they have, I think, their path to learning and getting situated with things is going to be a lot easier than what the Rockets and, and, and Harden and Westbrook. A lot of this relies on can Westbrook and Harden both alter their playing style somewhat to help the, the better of the team. Yep. This late in their careers, I think they will. I do because too. they know what's on the table. What's after this? Now, again, my my voice, the way I put it, it was okay. Let's slow down. Just months back, a lot of people were talking down on on Westbrook. Is it because he was on the other team? Sometimes with some players, you say that, but this was directly talking about that man's style of play, the way he plays, and how I know, I've seen it many times. That uh, just how people say it on Harden, though. People have said the Rockets won't win a title with him on there. Or it's how people say with Westbrook, a team with Westbrook isn't going to win a title. Those same people all of a sudden are going back on Twitter having to delete those comments. That's all I'm saying. Like, let's slow down. Me, personally, I've always loved Westbrook as a player. I, yeah. I think he is what you want from a player. But what do you get him lately? What do you get from him as far as what has he, what has he accomplished? You know what I mean? The, the, the exits from the, the playoffs, the bad shooting percentage, the bad three-point shooting percentage. Are they all things that can be altered? Yeah. But then what do you say his strength is? Taking, grabbing that rebound and going. So is the yeah. team going to have to play a little bit different? Yeah, I think Capella, he's a running, he's a running big guy. He's going to run down that court. I think he's going to benefit a lot of this. Are a lot of the shooters on the outside going to benefit? Yeah, there's going to be yeah. a lot of drive and, and pop. He's good at that. He's good at getting if they can yeah. get If they can gel it together, yes, I understand. And from you say, how did they pull this off? I'm thinking the Thunder did it, it with, a, with a thought of being able to off Chris Paul because if you look at them, yeah. what would happen if they kept Westbrook Okay, yeah, he's on now. Say, say a Westbrook that loses for the next two years in Oklahoma City is real bad. How is he going to be that next year when he when he starts coming up on this player option, that big old player option, almost fifty million? He's going to take that and basically just be up there jacking shots and getting technical fouls. That's all he's going to do, right? So at this point, it made sense for them too because if they had a move for Chris Paul, that's my thing. Uh, other than that, I don't know how they why would they would take this. But again, uh, Rockets fans, I know you're reading and you're probably like, why are you so anguished about it i'm thinking more about how you we were just quick to switch jerseys inside out and say man this is screaming title instead of being like i love it i love it from a competitive standpoint i love it from from that hey they made a move but let's not give more too much too much credit because it's easy to play poker with someone else's chips and if this doesn't work then he'll be out of here Okay, and he that means he played with someone else's chips. And I'm not going to be here. That guy that says, well, they gave up draft picks like down the line. I'm not going to be that guy because in the NBA, things change. And and first round first round draft picks aren't as solid as they are in the NFL, let's say. So I'm not going to be that guy either. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and say, well, you gave up this. But uh, at the end of the day, if you're playing poker with someone else's chips, it's a lot easier to make that move. And at that point, he made the move. Let's say Russell. Let's say Kawhi first day of free agency would have said, 
would have had that move made to Clipper to the to the Los Angeles Clippers and Paul George went there and the Russell Westbrook news would have came out right off the top in free agency news that he wanted to move. Would that have been the Rockets? first move, do you think? Or do you still think they would have tried for the Jimmy Butler and all this other stuff? That's what I'm saying. Is it a last resort type move now? That That's interesting. I think, once again, this comes back to the team always trying to do kind of what Harden wants, right? Harden wants to play with Westbrook. And they're buddies. You're hearing yeah. that right when it happened. But I even read further that right after that Portland series, there's now reports that I guess Dame Lillard baptized him so bad that he said, I, I got to get up out of here. And he was asking to get out of there after that. West, Russell Westbrook, that's what reporters coming out now saying that he was yeah. voicing his displeasure right after that series, which is something that it, a lot of that series relies on him, the baby, the baby cradle. And then you turned on a Dame Lillard that you didn't want to see. So. Yeah, he looked bad after that. No Westbrook, Debbie yeah. Downers here, though, folks. I try to always bring it on a Sunday. Uh, let's bring true to it. Let's bring, uh, let's shine the positive light. Now, if you look at the five most turnovers in NBA history, five, the five most 2016, 2017, James Harden, 464. 2016, 17, Russell Westbrook, 438. Second on that list. Third on that list, James Harden, 387. Fourth on the list. This is all time list. James Harden, 387. 2018 19 version. Russell Westbrook, 17-18 version, he comes in at fourth. And at fifth, 2015-16 James Harden version, 374. So the top five turnovers of all time seasons are, are all on these two guys. So just a lot of people say, man, they led the league in, in, in assists. But let's go assist to turnover ratio because that's what matters. What matters here, though, is that we bring light to everything and we let you voice your opinion every single Sunday. Hey, if you got something to say about the Rockets, if you this made you say, hey, I'm going to go buy season tickets. We want to hear about that because at the end of the day, that's what we want to see. We want to see the electricity that the playoffs brought last year. I remember seeing all of y'all's faces, you know what I mean, and saying, this is what I want to see. So by no means am I going to be a Debbie Downer here on a Sunday morning. Hey, it happened. I would have done the move too. Let's hope that the best, uh, let's hope that they could gel together. Let's hope that they could put their attributes aside and say, at this point of our career, we're here to win. We already got the individual things, right? We already got individual accolades. Yep. We're here to win. Like we are here to win on Moneyline every single Sunday. We'll be right back. Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline975. Yeah. It's a Habibi's thing, yeah. Yeah. My side girl got a 5S with a screen crack. Still hit me back right away. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline 713-780-3776. At Moneyline 97.5 is where you can find us on Twitter. You can also find us on Twitch if you want to see any of our beautiful faces as we are in the zone here on a Sunday morning. Yeah. We will have some picks coming up. Uh, there is the African Cup. We've been cashing the last few weeks. Yep. Two weeks ago, we had that uh, Germany over, that under-21. Last week, we cashed while we were on there with the uh, American women. Yeah. 
it seems like so long ago, it right? It does, right? <laughs> it seems. I was trying to think right now as I was saying it. What was last week? Yeah, that was the uh, World Cup final, yeah. the women's, and we cast all out. So hopefully we can continue that. No, we've been on a roll. And, man, I'm excited with, with this Westbrook thing, right? Because we're going to pull back the curtain a little bit. And Andrew's a big Rockets fan. He knows his stuff. And, and him and Jerry, they, they kind of they see things a little differently. And that's what's so great about this trade, right? Is you got all these Rockets fans kind of some people are, you know, one way, some people a little in the middle. And there's there's so much to get to. So so Andrew Jerry was given some stats, right, on, on the turnovers between Harden and yeah. Westbrook and the last again, few years. Again, like I said, let's let, let's set the parameters here. Do I would I have made the move? Yeah. Yeah, I make the move. Do I think that right off the top, yeah, it's going to work? No. Are, <laughs> why, a lot of people are using that. And like that's why I'm saying the turnovers. If people are going to use assist, use turnovers. And, yes, we're going to talk usage rate. They, they're the highest usage rate guys in the league. So according to having the ball that much time in their hands, of course, it's mathematical. It's, sure. it's automatic math. If you have that much time in your hands, according to that, you should probably have more turnovers. It's yep. auto, Right? It's, it's math. Yeah. So then why do you think this is going to work, Andrew? I'm just saying that I, I wasn't saying the fact that the turnovers are a good thing or anything like that. Obviously not. But I'm just saying you're looking at them in too much of a negative light. The Rockets were 10th in the league in turnovers last year, despite James Harden having a record-setting number of turnovers. They were 10th in the league as a team. So there are 20 teams in the league that are worse than them turning the ball over. And so, you just added... So, I mean, clearly it's not that big of an issue if as a team they're 20 teams worse than them at turning the ball over. You know who's in that list? Golden State. Golden State turns the ball over an awful lot more than the Rockets did last year. Yeah, but those guys off Golden State play a whole different ball. That's what I'm saying. The way the backcourt of Golden State is going to play a different game than the backcourt of the Rockets. And again, I'm not saying it's not going to work. I'm just saying it's going to take some time. Okay, they were... They were tenth in turnovers, but Harden having the high usage rate. So look at it as a pie. Yeah, he's taking a big piece of that pie, and a lot of the turnovers are gonna are gonna result on that piece of the pie. Of course, it's it's basic math. Sure. Of course, if they have more opportunity, uh, yeah. opportunity. Of course, I was. If they have more opportunity, then they should score more. If they have more opportunity, then they should be uh, getting more assists. It's all. I mean, you would think if not, then they wouldn't have those high usage rates. Sure. But we're talking about overall. At the end of a game, three minutes, four minutes left. Would you rather? And I'm not saying. I mean, either which way. This is a good question, though. But. I think the mentality of Chris Paul late in the game to be able to say, hey, let's slow things down, at least that aspect. Like, hey, let's slow things down and, and, and let's, you know what I mean, to keep the brakes on things. And because at the end of the day, Paul could have fallen off a cliff in many aspects athletically, but not mentally, not what he brings to that locker room. And yeah. I guarantee you, a lot of guys are better for whatever reason in any which way, form, from the time they've played with him, whether they want to admit it or not. They had to have picked up something from that Chris Paul. And like, again, athletically, he could have fallen off, but not mentally and at the end of the day I think in a, in a late game situation with Chris Paul out there his his mental aspect of being able to slow the game down and say let's do it like this now again it's yet to be seen we need to see Westbrook in a, in a, in a half court set in, in, a, in a close game and with both of them saying all right well whose turn is it here you know what I mean yeah and that's what's interesting do we think the offense is going to be just like last year what, what do you guys think? Do you, oh, absolutely not. You think so? no? Absolutely not. They're, they're going to have to speed things up because that's what Russ brings to the table. And look, Is that a good thing? Um, 
personally, I think so. I think they just got too bogged down in the half-court stuff last year in terms of just backing it out and letting James go one-on-one. I think moving things in transition should be better, especially during the regular season for them. During the playoffs, the game just naturally slows down, so it's going to be a little bit more difficult. But cross that bridge when you get to it. Outside of that, I mean, look, we all know that Russ is probably the worst high-volume three-point shooter in the history of the NBA. He took over 400 three-point attempts last year, shooting under 30%. He's going to have to change that. Maybe it does change just because of a simple fact that he's playing with more spacing than he has at any point in his entire career. So he's getting going to have better looks, a better quality of look. But look, we're going to have to. It's going like Jerry said. It is going to be a learning process. There's he, him, and James both are going to have to change their stripes a little bit if this is going to work. And I think that aspect of it, the three-point shooting, I think that changed the day he got traded. Like, he knew that. Like, okay, my days of three-point shooting are done. Like, he knows that. When you come to the Rockets, you know what you're getting yourself into. So, on that aspect, I'm not I'm, – I'm, I'm for sure I know that he's not going to go up there and jack three. So, I'm not too worried about that aspect. Now, we talk offensive side of the ball a lot. Let's talk defensive side. And, yes, a lot of the few years, the last few years, you could say Harden has, has improved, sure. right? And on, 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 let's say, effort as well. Yeah. With Westbrook, it's not so much effort, but it's so much that if you look at his defensive real plus minus, right, he's 32 amongst guards. That's only four spots below Harden. So your two, your two guards got a real bad defensive plus minus. Last year, Rockets defensive rating with Paul on the court, they were plus 7.7 plus 7. 7 points per 100 possession. The Thunder with Westbrook on the court, they were minus 5.7 points per possession. You know what I mean? So it, it's bad when he was on the court. And I'm not saying that the, every every situation is different. Sure. Every, every uh, 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 let's say, rotation to a second team, all that matters. Okay, but I'm just saying overall, I don't think this team got better defensively. No, they got worse. Overall, I don't think this team got better in a late game situation. Overall, I don't think that this team is guaranteed to go further now. That's all I'm saying. Now, are they way more exciting? Yeah. Yeah. Do I want it to work? Yeah. Does Harden get someone he wants to play with now? Yeah, but now let's not go back on there was all that talk of that there wasn't beef and there wasn't none of that because at this point we're just puppets because Maury comes out and he said, no, there's no beef and, and Paul's going to be here. And, and people were like, man, they want to they want to hide that now and say it's because they didn't want to let out the beef. Obviously, if there was beef, then why would people want to come here? Like how we said. But then why did you make it a point that you said you were going to add a third superstar? So don't switch things up, because at first when you said you were going to add a third superstar, then it went back to we're not going to trade Paul. And now it's all. So there was something there the whole time. You did try to keep it under wraps. Yeah. But you've been both face lying left and right. You have to do that, though. Right. Yeah. Like, like you know, if you want Chris Paul to have any value, you don't want it to look like he wants out, then you think you can get him on the cheap. Exactly. So, you know, if you're more, you you have to take that stand. Exactly. But again, he's playing poker with somebody else's chips because at the end of the day, say this doesn't work out. Say, for example, let's, I mean, I can't even say works example, they don't make the playoffs because there's, I don't see this team not making the playoffs. So yeah. let's not say, let's say they have a first round exit. And I hate to be that guy that says, Next year for the, the, the Clippers, or let's not even say the Clippers, for the Jazz, second round is where I think they go. Because what if, like, an upset happens in X amount of round, and then you get an easy matchup? Is that still a good season if you went down the second round? Like, I've never liked that theory when people are like, man, Western Conference Finals. What if some team gets real lucky and gets to the Western Conference Finals, and you're supposed to beat them and lose anyways? Then it wasn't, you know, you should have yeah. won. So I don't want to use that theory. But let's say they go out first round in a bad fashion, 4-2, uh, first round. 
more, how long does Mori get? Another year? And you know what I mean? How long are they going to keep extending this? Because I think they would at least give it another year. Here's why I really like the move, right? Is all these top teams in the West, a lot of changes, right? New for players, sure. new faces. Even when LeBron went to Miami that first year, it took a while for them to kind of, you know, figure out playing with each other, right? That's why it's wide open. I think the Rockets got a shot because, yeah, the Rockets are going to have to figure it out with Russ, but everybody else is having to figure it out with new teammates too. So, And we know that James and Chris Paul, that first year together, it worked out pretty good. So I'm thinking it's you're pushing all your chips in for this year. And think, you know, Russ is 30. You're getting the back end of his prime right now. This is the time to go for it. That's why I like the move. And whenever you read the that the trade went down, you know, whenever you get a notification, it only shows a piece of it. And the most important thing is here is that whenever I opened up that notification, it didn't show that they had to trade away any of their key pieces. And see, that's huge. And that's yeah, that's, that's it. That's big. And also, you talked about that third star thing earlier. The Rockets are rumored to be making a move here. There could be another trade coming. So on the other side of the break, let's talk about who they might be acquiring. When we get back, we'll talk about that move. 713-780-3776. I know you're listening out there and you're like, Jerry, quit. I want to turn up on a Sunday. Westbrook is here. Quit doing this to me. Remember, I'm telling you, if uh, we leave these lines open, I'm not on. I'm not being Debbie Downer. I'm saying I want it to work. I want to see it. There's going to be a lot of moving pieces. I'm excited, though, for basketball. Yeah. There's no more uh, Golden State. Last year, whenever they got cousins, I said, man, this is over. I hate basketball. Like, I'm not, <laughs> I can't believe this. And that didn't work out. So let's nope. see how this works out. It's a, it's a league of uh, big twos and supporting cast, which the Rockets were able to keep. We hope we keep you for the rest of this show. You're listening to Moneyline, ESPN 97.5. Timber when you fall through the top shop. Take a deep breath and exhale. Your ex-male friend, boyfriend was born his head. Well, let me listen to the story you tell. And we can make moves like a person in jail. On the low This is ESPN 97.5. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bow and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline 713-780-3776 at Moneyline 97.5. is where you can find us on Twitter, on Twitch, on the text line 713-780-ESPN at Josh Jordan 97.5 at Carlson Radio at Jerry Bo Knows with a Z. Who's that guy that you, who's that guy that's peeping in my window like the song says? Let him know. <laughs> you know... I don't want to be the peeper, but, you know, you, you got to do what you got to do. Sometimes you got to creep. Sometimes you got to peep, I guess. But the one thing I did want to pay off is that guy that we talked about, the tease before last segment that be, could be coming to the Houston Rockets is Andre Iguodala. Man, they've been kind of after him for a while. I noticed the thing with Daryl Morey, right? Like once he's got a guy in his sights, like years will go by and he'll still keep trying to bring that guy to town. We saw it with, with Carmelo. and We've seen it with a lot of, like Dwight Howard. Remember how long it took for them to, you know, they wanted him and they finally got him. And now, you know, they wanted Andre Iguodala a few years ago. And now looks like they might actually land him. 
you know, we know the bench is kind of thin. How big of a difference maker would it be to get Iguodala here in Houston? I think it's huge from every perspective, from the from the defensive standpoint, obviously the extra body, the ability to hit open shots, corner threes, everything. Yeah. He's just he's a piece that's needed to a, a good roster, and that's why people were trying to fit him in on LA. People were trying to fit him in. It's easy to fit the name Andre Iguodala in a lot of spots. Yeah, how big is it for the Rockets, Andrew? I think it would be big just from the culture standpoint that what he brings is a championship pedigree, which realistically there's not a single person on that roster that has that there there isn't there's no one who has that experience in those moments being successful in the finals the way that Andre Iguodala has now is he the player he was absolutely not we saw him look somewhat washed up at points in this past finals but he was hurt which he always is right yeah and look if you keep him in bubble wrap until the conference finals he can be a player for you, but you have to be very, very careful with how you manage him and his minutes throughout the entirety of the season. All right, so I'm hearing, look, this is just a rumor. I don't know, but I'm hearing the package to get him might be Shumpert and some picks, something like that. Are you guys cool with that? Shampoo? Yeah, exactly, right? So, I mean, yes. Now, again, we talk about picks in the NBA, and I, I, go ahead. Let's go, because if your window is now, and that's what the Rockets are saying, then Iguodala is that piece that you need. And whether it be whatever game it is in that playoff series, he's going to come up in a big moment. And I I think it's big, too. I think we touched on this a little bit, but, man, we're getting to bring back pretty much the whole team. You know, when we were talking about a trade happening, we were expecting we might lose Gordon. We might lose P.J. Tucker. You know, Capella was rumored to already have a deal in place. How big is it that... Man, you're basically getting everybody back, and maybe plus Iguodala and Westbrook. And, you know, obviously Chris Paul went out with that deal. But how big is that that it, we see all this change in the Western Conference? For the most part, the Rockets, these guys have played together. That's, and, I think that's big. And give credit where it's due because with the trade, Maury was still able to keep the pieces. Which yeah. give him, but, again, he found someone vulnerable. The, <laughs> the Thunder are as vulnerable as can be. They're backed up into a corner this late, getting now towards the end of free agency, let's say. And now you have a problem with Westbrook. You don't want to. Uh, upset Westbrook all season. Imagine what that would have been like. It would have. And I think this is really smart by the Thunder, right? Because they, they tried it last year. It didn't work. So now they see, like, man, the West is loaded. We got, you know, LeBron and Anthony Davis. And then now the Clippers are going to be great. The Rockets are still there. I think Oklahoma was like, this is the perfect time to rebuild. We weren't going to win the championship this year or next year anyway. Let's get a bunch of picks, start this thing over. And by the time maybe we got something going, man, LeBron's retired. You know what I mean? I think, it, I think that makes a lot of sense for them. Well, we look back on this Thunder's team, uh, this, this Oklahoma City Thunder team, and think – what could have been, you know, now that you think of the superstars that were there and they just never got it to jail, and now all of a sudden it's complete rebuild, right? So yeah. you would think it's over there now, and at one point they had the three big guys that, that I, from what I understand, what a 4 to $6 million difference is the reason that Harden it didn't end up staying there. So Man, they, they screwed that up big time, did they not? They did. Now let's switch gears here, and let's go to the NFL and – it's easy to switch there because you use the term screw up. Yeah. Let's bounce. Around the NFL. What's happening? The news came out this week about Jadavion Clowney, and they won't be uh, giving him that new contract. 
He'll play that this one year out on the franchise tag. Yeah, it looks like uh, Aaron Wilson. Shout out Aaron. Really nice guy. Uh, he had that story. It looks like they're not going to extend Clowney. It, nothing's imminent for the fran- uh, I think he'll just end up playing on the franchise this year. No long deal coming. What I find interesting is Pro Football Talk's report this week that that was the thing between Bill O'Brien and Brian Gain, Jadavion Clowney. And we got a video on it on SportsMap. Joe Blank did a really nice job. Go check it out. Clowney, it, Clowney is the reason that we've had all this rebuilding turmoil front office shifting it was all about Clowney Brian Gain it was it's reported that he wanted to sign Clowney to a long-term deal Bill O'Brien did not and we're also hearing rumors that you know O'Brien's not a big Clowney guy and Clowney's very aware of that and that's one of the big reasons that Clowney is only it's being reported that he only wants to take a top of the market deal just kind of to stick it to O'Brien of course he wants all that money too but he's not a fan of him so that means that the Texans are going to have to come with a top-of-the-market deal. O'Brien doesn't want to do that, and that's why we kind of have all this friction between these two guys. And it's interesting that it was also reported they had a trade in place to ship Clowney, and they didn't do it. And that might have been part of the reason that, that Gain was let go. I'm sure there was other things that that the gain and O'Brien didn't see eye to eye on. I'm sure it wasn't just this one thing, but this was a big part of it. So now we know. We wondered, like, what's going on? Why are the Texans randomly, you know, firing their their GM out of nowhere? It was these two things. It was they didn't see eye to eye on Clowney, and Casario became available. And I also look back on this. I'm like, how do you fire Gain like the day after? You know, they reportedly, you know, spoke with Casario. Like, how obvious is that? That these two talk, uh, well, Easter being Casario, the next day, Gaines fired. You know, like, maybe wait a couple days. Like, how obvious did that look to New England? You know, like, are you kidding me? The day after these two guys talk to each other, the Texans fire their GM, and now they're reportedly coming after Casario. It was so obvious. So that's what really shocks me. I'm like, come on, guys. That, that obviously looks like tampering. The day after these two guys talk to each other at that was the ring ceremony or whatever, you fire your GM and you're reportedly after their guy? If you dump your yeah. girlfriend one day and pop up the next day with a new girlfriend, yes. then you were, they're going to say you were cheating. Yes. Wait a week. Yes, my God. Guy out there right now is like, yes, I'm in this <laughs> predicament. I appreciate Thanks, Jerry. that, Jerry. <laughs> 15.9 is what he'll make under the uh, the the franchise tag. Uh, that puts him about 15th, 14th, uh, or I'm sorry, in between 13th and 14th in the league between Melvin Ingram and JPP. <laughs> JPP still getting paid. Yeah. What kind of money does he want here? He wants a Khalil Mack kind of deal. And then if, if, if you kick the can down the road a little further, say they want to franchise him again next year, it's going to be like $19 million. And then essentially, I think he'll be 27 at that point. So I was like, you know, maybe it makes sense for them to do that. You know, but he's still three years from 30, so he should still have a lot of good football left if they end up you know, franchising him twice and then letting him go. But here's the other thing. Like, J.J.'s already like 30. So what are you going to do? A defensive end, and, and to think that JJ's going to you know be healthy all this year. I hope he is. He was he's great making sixteen point six. Yeah, so it makes me like, what's the long term plan here? It it concerns me a little bit. Look, paying Clowney Khalil Mac money is terrifying to me too, because you kind of wonder with him. He's not a big practice guy anyway. What's his motivation going to be if he gets that huge deal? But but on the other side of it, what else do you have? 
So, you know, you don't have any other young guys that are great pass rushers. And we know the secondary is going to be, I'll say, underwhelming to be kind. We know the secondary is going to be a struggle this year. So you've got to have a pass rush. So it's a tough thing with Clowney because that is a lot of money to commit to him if he wants a Cleo Mack type deal. But I I just feel like this is why I like the Rockets move, right? It's exciting. They're doing something. What are the Texans doing, man? It just It's going to be another, I think this year will probably be seven and nine. It's the same story every year with those guys. And as a fan, it's frustrating. You know, it's like we've seen this movie before. Do, would you lock him up? No, I've, there are legitimate concerns about his will and just want to play football. And as long as those are there, you're always going to have the issues. I, I would give him a contract with less guaranteed money, but chances are he wouldn't accept that. Right. So. Because if you look at, let's say, the top guys that he wants to be compared for, let's say Von Miller at fifth, $19 million this year. Those issues aren't there with him, right? Frank Clark now on the Kansas City Chiefs. Those issues aren't there with him, 20.8. Demarcus Lawrence, he's coming on. The, he's rising fast to the ranks. Yep. 21, he's third. Aaron Donald, don't he? I mean, let's skip to the next one. Khalil, I mean, let's skip there. So these are guys that you don't have those issues with. So when you go to make a move like this, it's a big move. It's yeah. one that will drive your franchise in a big direction. You have to be sure. I'm not saying, again, I'm on either side of the fence. It's tough. It's tough because he's asking for big money. I'm not sure. Does he deserve it? It's kind of that price of paying or price of doing business, right? We do that with free agents every year. But like, you have man. to take a get. Uh, yeah. You have to take a gamble, right? Yeah. I mean, if that's what it costs, that's what it costs. But it also, you know, for me, it's like it seems like a lot of people don't get along over there. You know, sometimes I wonder, like, who chases more people out of town, Bill O'Brien or James Harden? You know what I mean? Like, we, we keep seeing a pattern here. So I, I don't know, but it, it is. It is frustrating because I feel like this is the window with J.J. Watt, man. Him being 30, Deshaun Watson coming into, you know, this year, you know, he doesn't have to deal with the knee injury. He's healthy. Will Fuller should be back. Like, this is when you need a strike and try and win a Super Bowl. Like, this is the time. You know, I'm so tired of, you know, Andre Johnson and Arian Foster and your best players getting their prime wasted. So, this is the time for the Texans. They need to go for it this year. And they're going to need Clowney if they want a shot at doing it. And they're gonna they want a motivated clowny. 713-780-3776. Amala9975 is where you can find us on Twitter. If you want to get in on the fantasy football leagues, give us a call. We'll be glad to take you. We'll be right back. You're listening to Moneyline ESPN 975. Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline975. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline 713-780-3776. I smell barbecue in the area. You're out there right now throwing the charcoal on. 
go ahead, fire it up, because we are about to start a party here on a Sunday morning on Moneyline. Andrew Carlson, Josh Jordan, Jerry Bo in studio, ready to bring you some more NFL news, NBA news, some funnies. If you have something to talk about, 713-780-3776, you've been out there listening, and you're like, Jerry, Westbrook, Harden, title. I want to hear about it. I want to hear why. Again, this is a place to, to, to voice your opinion. So, again, 713-780-3776. You can also text us at that same number. No doubt about it. And we were just talking before the show. I think we're like eight Sundays away from the NFL, from fantasy football starting. So Crazy. Yeah. Like, man, that is not that far. I mean, we're going to have preseason games pretty soon. So, when, I mean, yeah. When do you usually draft? I, I, it depends because I play in like ten different leagues, right? But the league that I've been in for years with all my high school buddies we typically do it on a labor day weekend so and that's just kind of we have people in california people in florida and and typically everybody flies in for the draft and we do it in person so we just kind of like work around everybody's flights and stuff like that but typically yeah it's right around labor day we'll probably have to do ours we're going to start them somewhat early because we have to do multiple ones at different locations so to be honest and i'm not a fan of it but also this will help you in your own personal leaks because trying to fit in the money line league to leagues you've probably been playing in for years and those are usually on that weekend that first weekend in september or the last weekend of august you usually catch a lot of them right so if you're in that predicament and you're saying when are you going to draft ours are going to be pretty early which i hate to do it that way but we got to get them out of the way so august you, yeah sometime in august sometime in early august we'll start them and like i said we'll have in different locations we'll have those out but get get in or get on in because one of the leagues is already pretty much full yeah it is in you know, if you're a sharp fantasy football player, drafting early is the way to go. You know, if you know your stuff, don't wait for all the casual fantasy football guys to, to read all the magazines and all the, the, the rankings on all the websites and catch up with you. If you do it a little earlier, sometimes you can get some great value because people just aren't prepared yet. And if you're listening to us, you're listening to Moneyline, we're going to have you prepared for that. So you'll be better than the guys you're drafting against because you put the work in. And also people will say, well, but the injury bug, you know, but every year we've seen less and less stars playing less and less snaps in preseason. Right. So how much of a difference does that really make anyway if if they're not playing much? And I'm hearing like Gurley, he's not going to even make an appearance in the preseason. Or all year. No, you're right. (laughs) Touche. So, you know, if you're, you know, kind of on the fence with Gurley and you're thinking like, oh, we'll see how he looks in the preseason. Eh, No, you probably won't. He probably won't be out there. So you're just going to have to kind of you know, take a shot and hope that he's healthy if you're going to be drafting him. So, and I found some prop bets here, which I find like prop bets are, they're basically fantasy football type bets, right? You're, Cause you're, they're individual stats for guys. And we're talking about Gurley. You know, what's interesting is, so here are the prop bets for the most rushing touchdowns in the 2019 NFL season. So the list goes from the one I have here is one to 20, right? So, out of this list, where do you think Todd Gurley is as far as the most rushing touchdowns? Do you think he'll have the most at number one? Do you think he'd be like number 20, way down the list? From one to 20, where do you think they have Gurley? <sighs> just touchdowns, touchdowns and just rushing touchdowns. And with everything built in, what, 15? See, that's what I was thinking. Number three. Number three? Plus 1,200. He's only behind Saquon Barkley and Zeke Elliott. That's going to require a full season, though. Yeah. That number requires a full season that high of a ranking. And here's what's weird about it, right? If you're worried about a guy's knee or maybe taking shots to the knee, do you want him in a bunch of goal line situations getting popped like that? 
No, not at all. Right? It just, wow. Three? Yeah, that shocked me. So, well, and this here's another one. Where do you think James Conner is? I know you're a big Steelers guy. In straight rushing touchdowns? Just rushing touchdowns between 1 and 20. You know Gurley was number three. I say around seven or eight. Oh, beautiful. Six. He comes in at number six, plus 1,800. And then uh, I'll, I'll finish out the top ten here. Right behind him is uh, Alvin Kamara. Le'Veon Bell behind him. Marlon Mack at number nine. Marlon Mack. And then Christian McCaffrey finishes out the top ten. So that one's interesting to me, right? Because Marlon Mack, you can get a really good value on him. He's not going as high as you would think. I I think the deal – I think they only had ten rushing touchdowns total from running backs on the Colts last year, which, I mean, for the whole team, that is not a lot. Nine of them came from Mack. Yes. And that put him tenth in the league in running back – touchdowns rushing so he's a top 10 running back is yeah it's it's quiet you think an offense that potent would have more rushing touchdowns even if it's you know another guy you know vulturing a touchdown for mac you would think they have more naheem hines though the the option to be able to throw it to him inside the red zone that's another element and i think that's what they used a lot last year because i remember he had a few games where he broke out yeah and then the next week he would have nothing because he's not really really a traditional runner he's not And, and and going back to that so if if they don't have that many rushing touchdowns it would make sense that they have a lot of passing touchdowns right so, speaking of which, guess who's number one for most passing touchdowns in the in the 2019 NFL season? The old ketchup eating Patrick Mahomes. No, Andrew Luck. What? Yes. Hold on. Now they're tied. They are both at plus 450, but it's Andrew Luck at one and Patrick Mahomes at two. So, if, if you were a betting man, which I know you are, I am. Who would you take right now? Man, I want to see what happens with Tyreek Hill. Right, like that. That's that's big for me because. He just keeps the safeties back. And having him is the reason that Kelsey has been unbelievable the last couple of years because the middle of the field is just wide open, and we know how much Andy Reid loves to throw to his running backs, which is one of the reasons I love me some Damian Williams this year. And if you just think about Andy Reid, his system and running backs, man, Westbrook was always badass. Behind the screen, yeah, the old Philly yeah, screen. Jamal Charles, like he – always gets production out of his running backs so i find that really interesting so yeah we got luck in mahomes at the top there they they have the best odds at having the most passing touchdowns and what's kind of here's the rest of the top five matt ryan coming in at number three plus 700 and then aaron Rodgers. who would think aaron Rodgers would be here but Aaron Rodgers didn't even have 30 passing touchdowns last year 25 and two seasons crazy, but right? that, what's crazy is though he only had two picks last year right yeah and and I would that, trade, though, five picks more for ten touchdowns. I mean, don't get me wrong. I would, too. Like, but so, remember, he, he like, broke a, a little bone in his leg, like, the first game of the season, and he played the whole year like that. So I think we're kind of – we're devaluing Rodgers when we forget he played all those games. But, man, he was hurt the whole year. So I think he could have a bounce-back year. And then uh, number five, rounding out the top five, Baker Mayfield, plus 1,400. Baker? Yeah. So – Drew Brees all the way down at number 10. We saw his volume go down last season, though. But again, where do they go this year? It's tough, right? Because they pull Brees out a lot of times when they're in the red zone. So, you know, that's kind of something you have to worry about there, too. So what's interesting, though, let's get back to our Houston Texans. Deshaun Watson for passing touchdowns, 1 through 20. Where do we think he is? Andrew, what you got? 1 through 20. Deshaun Watson, how many passing touchdowns do you think he's at the top at number one the most or more towards 20? I'm going to go with eight. 
That's interesting. See, I would have put him around there too. He is at 17 plus 5,000. 17 out of the top 20 is where they have Deshaun Watson for passing touchdowns. Coming off a 26 and 9 season. Yeah. 345 pass att- or completions. It's that's, have, a, that's low. That's low. That's they have real Garoppolo low. in front of him. Kyler Murray's in front of him. Matthew Stafford is in front of him. That's weird, right? Right. Because having Hopkins and, yeah. and say his say his number two and three option at receiver are healthy all season. Yeah. Oh, he's for sure higher than that. He's got to be. That's some good value, right? I mean, Jared Goff, Kirk Cousins, all these guys are in front of him. I expect a big drop-off from Jared Goff. I was thinking about when people lay out blueprints, right, on how to beat a certain quarterback and what you saw in the Super Bowl last year. Don't get me wrong. It's a lot harder to unfold, uh, to, 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 to reenact what sure. the Patriots were able to do. But once it's set out there and before the playoffs even started, remember, going into the playoffs those last few weeks of the NFL season, there was talk of Goff dropping off some and saying, and he's a little vulnerable and McVay's system kind of mask his inabilities but now that people have seen it, I'm curious to see where this where this high flying offense goes with him another year of being able to to to, to deal with him and then not a hundred percent girly. And remember, he dropped off big when Cooper Cup went down. That was huge. Yeah. The whole team did though, and from an offensive standpoint, and I'm, I'm I'll be glad to have him back. He's actually on a, on one of my t- uh, dynasty teams and. I can't wait to have him back because he's a big, big weapon. No doubt. One hour down, when we get back, I'll have a few fit picks for today. It's uh, it's scarce in the soccer world. This is the downtime. ICC International Champions Cup does start next week. We actually got a game here in Houston next Saturday. Pacquiao, Keith Thurman also next Saturday. I'll give you a pick for that before we get out of here since I won't talk to you till, until after the fight. Yep. We got a little bit of everything. If you even want to talk that boxing match, I would love to hear your opinion. You're listening to Moneyline, ESPN 97.5. Sit back, relax, get up off the path. If not that, here's the dance floor. Come move that ass. Non-believers, you can check the stats. Years of research and innovation. Innovation Map is the new voice of innovation in Houston. Pretty cool, huh, Morty? Covering startups, tech, energy, health, social impact, and more. Visit innovationmap.com today. Do it now! Do it! Do it! Do it now! 